What's up, friends? It's Haley, aka Bird. And Randy. And you're listening to the Give on the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy, fit, female, and everything in between. It's about pushing back on societal expectations, dismantling the status quo, and celebrating life in the gray area. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to living life any way but your own way. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's give them the bird. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Give Them the Bird. This is Randy and Haley is here. Um, This week, we are talking about ways in which we influence how young girls think about their bodies, maybe without even noticing it. So I came across a post on social media um, that really got me thinking about these ways that I probably even do this without thinking about it. And I know other people do too. And so I compiled a little list and I'm going to present this list to Haley and the listeners um, just to kind of think through some of these ways that we send these messages. Um, And one of the things I saw too, when I was looking at this was that body dissatisfaction can start as early as five years old. Oh God. Isn't that wild? That's five. so weird. That's yeah. Evelyn's five. She's six. Yeah. She's she could, six. She could be having body dissatisfaction for a year already. Wow. Yeah. Jovi yeah. is. How old is Jovi's five? Jovi's five. Yeah. She'll yeah. be six this year. Wow. It's just scary. But when I'm looking at this list, I'm like, well, of course, mm-hmm. like there's so many things I see on here that it's like, well, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump right in. Also, can um, I just say how much I love a good list? I know. Like these list episodes, I just, I, I love them. I do too. Lists are just, they're real nice. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for this. Boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, an obvious one, I'll start out with the more obvious ones would be like magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seeing magazines in grocery stores and in our homes that are glorifying smaller bodies Mm -hmm. you know that's been one we i think we've been aware of for a long time um but i think when we think about those we think about it in the context of you know young adults or people who are like reading those magazines but children can also like get the gist and kind of see like these smaller bodies are presented in a more you know appealing light and these larger bodies are like you know presented in a much more dissatisfying way or whatever it is they can certainly perceive that there's a difference and that there's like a preferred yeah yeah i like that you mentioned because when you first said that i my mind went to like 17 magazines Uh and i don't know if those are still a thing but i know my sisters when i was younger they got 17 magazines um Mm -hmm. i don't know i probably would have been like 10 years old Mm -hmm. and i remember like even looking through those so it wasn't like the magazine wasn't for me, but Mm -hmm. that is when I started getting messages about, um, I remember specifically like a workout that I would do in the middle of the night. I tore it out of my sister's magazine and, um, I kept it for me to do. And like, that is almost one thing. Yeah. That is one thing that, um, kind of started like disordered movement for me. And I, I remember I was also somehow, encouraged through the magazine like I picked up um the idea of like measuring and I had like a measuring tape and like uh, I had this little like 
book stand thing. And yeah. And so even like you said, even if it's not intended for us, um, even if it's just in the checkout line at a grocery store, like they're seeing those messages, you know? Yep. Um, and then also, um, I was going to say catalogs, but catalogs aren't really a thing anymore, but like online shopping, Mm. um, just seeing the models are often smaller bodied individuals. I think that's getting better now. There's Mm -hmm. more, um, body diversity in, um, like online shopping and and e-commerce and and things like that. But still, I think the majority obviously are smaller bodied individuals. And so, um, that just sends a certain message to you, even if it's not like consciously perceived that way, it's definitely planting the seeds that like, that is what is normal or that is what is preferred. I agree. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know in like young, in children's stores, what like the models body sizes are, like, are they all thin just like in, you know, the adult stores or like online even like how you know what I mean like if it's like on target or if it's I have no idea but I mean kids these days are shopping at Lululemon you know but um yeah that's that's (laughs) yeah right that's a really good point to think about like even like the the child models that Mm -hmm. that they have um but even the adult ones like the what message that sends to kids too right Um, Okay, next on the list. Um, So when kids are at like their well child doctor's appointments, I have seen this happen. If there is like a BMI that is above, you know, the percentile that is preferred, there's just like a shift in the energy in the room or the doctor like, kind of starts whispering or, you know, when talking about weight. And so, you know, that sends the message that like, this is not okay, or there's something Mm -hmm. wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, I think, you know, depending on the age of the child, sometimes we think like they don't know what's happening, but kids are so freaking perceptive. It's bonkers. Like, Mm -hmm. even if they don't realize what they're picking up on, they're picking up on something and it's going to eventually like click that it's a body totally mm-hmm. totally I meet with a student and um she just shared with me the other day that um she remembers when she met with a dietitian when she was younger her family took her to a dietitian the dietitian told her based on BMI like you're in this and I think she said she was 10 years old you know you're in this higher overweight obese category whatever she shows her the picture of a picture of two hearts and told her, um, like, you're going to have a heart attack. This is, this is what your heart will look like down the road. Oh my gosh. At 10, 10 years old. Um, Wild. and this, I've been working with her for over a year, but she just shared that with me. And it was ironically right after her dad had had a heart attack. And so she already was like experiencing and like 10 years old, she was aware Mm-hmm. And she was so fearful, like that she was going to have a heart attack because oh, of her body size gosh. at like ten years old. So you mentioned like the the subtle messaging that we get in doctors' right. offices, but even those doctors who like aren't aware at all, um, or you know, dietitians or you know, other healthcare providers, um, 
And yeah, I think like the whispering when a kid is like in a higher higher weight category or or whatever, it also send this sig- sends this signal of like we don't want people to know or like this is a secret right. or right. you know what I mean versus just being at like being saying like you're at a healthy weight, you know? Like uh-huh. okay, well, you are in the overweight category, whatever which we all know is bogus anyways, right. but right. Yes, I completely agree that the weight bias and just like issues in healthcare, we've talked mm-hmm. about before how ooh, it can be. Exactly. Um, and then the next one I have on my list is um, like little kids can just be kind of mean too, you know, like pointing out differences in our bodies and, you know, whether or not they know really what they're... <laughs> what they're pointing out, if how harmful that is, whether they're learning it from their parents, you know, I don't know, but kids can just be kind of mean. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, we just need to, as parents, I don't know that there's a right answer, but just try to be, have open communication about the differences in people's bodies, like all types yeah. of differences, noses, and, you know, not just like body size, but just all bodies are different mm-hmm. um, and bodies change too. Yeah. Because um, I think um, that's something that like, we don't necessarily think we're, we're often thinking about what we can do, but um, you know, with our, the things that we're talking about, about our own bodies, but like also just having that communication that just all bodies are different and that acceptance. Yeah. I think, you know, even realizing that the first time, the first like body image disruption that a lot of kids have is from other kids. And like, Mm -hmm. if we can decrease the likelihood of that happening, both by educating our, you know, our kids, regardless of their body size of, Mm -hmm. you know, like the differences amongst one another and that neither one is good nor bad and just like bullying in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I think that's, that's so right. A lot of times we don't, we don't talk about the fact that other kids can make kids feel terribly about their bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So next on my list is family members, um, or moms who won't swim, um, because they don't want to wear a bathing suit. Ooh. Um, I feel like I was very close to this at one point. I never truly let it affect me to where I wouldn't, but, um, the thought is definitely crossed my mind. Like, I do not want to be in a bathing suit right now. And Mm. I, you know, I know, um, that I've heard this said in many scenarios, like as I was growing up, um, and I've heard it from, you know, my peers now, um, and the kids definitely pick up on that. I mean, that's a pretty clear, clear message. Like, mm, I don't, I don't want to be seen this way. Mm-hmm. That, that's a big one. Um, and that reminds me of, I keep saying that reminds me of, but it makes me think of those like messages that I've seen on social media, like when you look at and look at yourself in your in the mirror and pick your body apart, remember that your daughter is going to be told throughout her life that she looks like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like in the context of swimming, if you don't feel like your body is good enough to be in a swimsuit and to be, you know, not have as many clothes on, mm-hmm. that's setting up the stage for potentially. You know, I say I know we're talking a lot about daughters, but like also 
you know, sons too, this can impact sure, with yeah. like with fathers too. I can see the overlap there, but that's going to make your kids think that like, oh, I have mommy's body, but mommy doesn't like to show her body. So like mm-hmm. I, for some reason should have shame around mine too. Yep. That oh. actually reminds me of um, when you and Leslie were over at my house the other day. And we're I was just thinking that. <laughs> I, Evelyn's not around so I can say it. I hate my feet. I think they're so gross. But weirdly, Evelyn has the exact same feet, and I love them so much. I think they're the cutest thing on the planet. Um, (laughs) So I do have to, like, be careful. I mean, not that we're talking about my feet very often, but, like, I I try to not say anything negatively about my feet when she's around because I love them so much, and I don't want her to hate her feet. Oh, that – it's – I was thinking of that and – um, Leslie had shared, like she, we were talking about like favorite vacations and she was like, I just want to go somewhere where I can basically be naked. Like she just, she loves like not having clothes on. Um, and we were talking about being on a beach and Mal was sitting right there. And my response to her was like, oh yeah, I would like that too. But maybe with like a cute swim cover up. Oh yeah. And in my head, it was definitely because like, I don't feel comfortable with my body right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so yeah, I but I didn't your feet. Your feet, which I gotta yeah. say, I thought I think you have beautiful feet, Randy, since you showed them to me. <laughs> but I also acknowledge the the um, dislike that you have for them. Well, I didn't even like I that didn't even register with me, like the fact that yeah, Mal was sitting there. I mean, not that she can pick up on this at her age, but right. I understand like you want to get out of that habit when she's around or, you know, all together. And yeah, it's just, it's crazy how just reflexive we are with, with those things, you know, yes. I was thinking the same thing, you know, I don't think I said it out loud, but like, mm, I'd have, like, you know, I'd have to have a, a cute beach towel. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I think that that is just such a good point and a reminder that it's not just about our body size. Like, it's not just mm-hmm. about, you know, those quote unquote problem areas that we hear about a lot mm-hmm. with women, like our thighs or our butt or a midsection or, you know, our arms, it can be this like truly genetic feature of mm-hmm. the shape of your feet or like yeah. your nose. And just remembering that like someday maybe her kids will say, I have grandma's feet and how like cute that is. And just remembering the way that like it gets passed down. So yeah, that's, that's a really good reminder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Next on my list. Let's see. What haven't we talked about yet? Oh, um, so speaking of moms, moms who eat differently than the rest of the family because they're trying to lose weight. Mm. Um, this came up for me. Um, and I think I talked about it last season, but when I was um, measuring everything and macro counting and, and I would eat differently. And when this was like three years ago, three, four years ago. And so Levi would have been five or six at the time. And I remember him saying once um, to Evelyn, cause she had asked or, you know, pointed out that I was eating something differently. And Levi said, mom's gluten-free, which I wasn't, but that's the only vocabulary he had to express like a diet or eating something differently. And like wow. they notice, you know, mm-hmm. and they were, you know, five or six and two or three or whatever at the time. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really powerful. And I just think 
you know, it creates so much more work for us as moms too, or like whoever is making the food. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I also like kind of laughed to myself. I can just see him saying like, mom's gluten free. (laughs) I can see him saying that. I remember that when you told me this, but yeah, even just they, even if we're not saying it, they're watching Mm -hmm. what we're, what we do. Even if we're not saying, you know, like, oh, I can't have that. Um, Just by always taking a certain food or always eating differently than what they eat or maybe what dad or, you know, whatever, whoever eats, they notice it. Mm -hmm. All of the things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mom's (laughs) gluten-free. It reminds me of, it's a tea. It's got a tea on it. I don't know if we've told that story on here, um, but even if we have, I will I will refresh your memory. Um, we are not a church-going family, and we went to an Easter egg hunt, a community Easter egg hunt that was put on by um, a local church, and Levi opened one of his eggs, and there was a cross in it, and he's like, I found a tea! <laughs> I love that. So freaking much. It is just hilarious. Oh my gosh. I don't know why. Every time, whenever you tell that story, I just die. And sometimes I'll say it, like, because I told Tyler the story. Sometimes I'll literally just say, like, I found a tea or I got a tea. We'll just, we'll laugh about it. I freaking love that so much. Yeah. I love it. My my sister took them. She was babysitting them one weekend while we were out of town, and she took them to church. And one, I can't remember which one, literally asked, "What's church?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh god, your kids are freaking funny. We've got some education to do around. <laughs> no, you are doing a you're doing a great job. You do you, Randy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um. So the other thing I had on my list, which. I, this one, I, I, some of these I have like picked up just for my own like life and stuff, but this was one that I saw, um, on a social media post that I hadn't thought about, but teachers, um, or, you know, school staff or whatever, taking away or openly communicating like that unhealthy snacks are bad. Mm. Um, and I know that this gets communicated to like parents for sure when they are planning like birthday snacks or, you know, contributing to class parties or whatever, like healthy snacks are what you need to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seen that on my end for sure, but like, I didn't even think about it being brought up to the kids at school or even their snacks being taken away if they're not wow. healthy. Oh, um, that is so wild that yeah. they get taken away. Like, I'm sorry. You know, I think that a lot of this came this, like the initiatives of like healthier school lunches and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it came from like the Michelle Obama, Mm -hmm. what was it called? Like move your way or let's move campaign. That was about like, you know, combating childhood obesity in schools. And I think that's when a lot of, without having the history in front of me, when a lot of these, these messages started coming Mm -hmm. out of like bringing healthy snacks. And I think, Sometimes it comes down to, to like being mindful of allergies and whatnot, but like there's mm-hmm. still some good like candy and, and delicious treats that mm-hmm. are allergy friendly. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's like where a lot of it started to come from. Because I remember growing up in school, Jonathan Coates, he would bring in cookies. His <laughs> mom made 
shout out Johnny. Um, you're definitely not listening to this, but but like the high V cookies that you can get, like those really soft sugar cookies. Yes. His mom would make those, and ironically, I didn't like them growing up, which is mm-hmm. a whole other story. I would like choke them down because you know I wanted to be cool like everybody else. But now I love them. Mm-hmm. But I think about like kids don't get Johnny Coates's cookies anymore. Like, Mm-mm. so what, what do they do from someone that has like school age kids? What kind of snacks do people bring? <clears throat> so you don't bring in your own snacks, um, for like birthdays. Um, at least at Prairie, you can order snacks from like the school will provide them, which is nice. Um, but I can't remember what was on the list. I think I went with the least quote-unquote healthy thing I could find on the list <laughs> to try to make the kids happy. It's like a frozen cool, mom. like fruit smoothie cup or something. Um, but like granola bars, um, like a yogurt pouch maybe, like wow. you know, no cookies, no brownies, no, what? you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Tyler and I are definitely going to have to move because we're currently in the prairie school district. <laughs> like when they do, when they do like their parties and you sign up to bring things, they will have like cookies and stuff on there, but yeah. like the birthday treats for whatever is. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's the way like big schools have always been. I'm from like such a small school, but like. Same. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like, come on, give mm-hmm. a kid a cake. Right. Right. And I think, you know, like you said, the the movement, the Michelle Obama thing, and, and I think that's all really well-intentioned. Right. I just think when that, you know, we just didn't think about what message that can send to. Totally. Um, so, but yeah, one I, I hadn't thought of until I, until I read that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay. And so the next thing on the list um, is what kind of brought up this idea as a topic in the first place. Um, and... <laughs> The the Instagram account I got it from is I am 30 AF. (laughs) Following. It basically, basically, I think, just shares a lot of funny memes. But this one was actually very educational and I thought very uh, pertinent to GTB. Um, So the post was, when you are approached by a Girl Scout selling cookies, please do not. And then it lists six things. And the six things are, one, mention your diet. Two, talk about calories. Three, point out our body flaws or your body flaws. Uh, four, narrate out loud why you're not buying them if it has to do with your weight. Five, narrate out loud why you're not buying them if you can't, ha- uh, if you can't have them in the house because you'll eat the whole box. Wow. Um, and six, ask which cookies are the healthiest. Um, a simple no thank you goes a long way for our girls. Oh. And I was like, oh, I love this post so much. Yes. I know and that's that's how often those girls hear all of those things. I had I, I truly had never thought about this until you I think you shared it on your story or you yeah. sent it to me or something. It's like I've literally never thought about that before i mean it is so bananas i know i said at least half of those things when i've been not i've never been approached by an actual girl scout it's usually their mom (laughs) yeah but um but yeah i know i've said at least half of those things Uh uh-huh it reminds me too of like a common thing is like you know it's girl scout cookie season this only happens one time a year so Mm -hmm. it's it reinforces this idea of like 
kind of the um, uh, Last Supper style eating that we talk about in intuitive eating, where it's like, this is the one time you're going to get this. So get as much as you can. And then it causes us to like potentially binge or overeat it because we're coming from like a scarcity mindset, a deprivation mindset of like, once these are gone, they're gone and I'm never going to have them again. Um, But I, I truly have never thought about all those different interactions that those little girls like sitting outside of Walmart, Mm -hmm. you know, that they probably get. Um, Or I, I also wonder if one could be a very, kind of a culture shift that's happening is about the the toxins or the ingredients within them and so I even wonder if if that's something that could be added to the list of like if you don't eat the food because of the ingredients whatever you do you but don't put that on the little girls to then feel like they're selling you know whatever you want to call it shit or crap or toxins whatever you know yep yep um so anyway, yeah, I just thought that was super interesting. Lots of things I hadn't <clears throat> hadn't thought about. Um, and a good reminder, I think, because totally. like we said on a previous episode, like these automatic negative thoughts that we can have. Um, and then sometimes we just say them out loud. And yep. that can affect not only us, but other people around us. And the girls are always listening. They are always listening. It makes me think, too, about, you know, I'm literally going in my head like, okay, the next time I go up and see a Girl Scout selling cookies at like Walmart or wherever, which I don't go in stores to many places anymore, (laughs) but I want to think about what I could say instead. And I think it's Mm -hmm. like, obviously all of these messages that we talk about on GTV regularly, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, instead asking them, oh, what's your favorite cookie? Um, Mm -hmm. Or... I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like other things, but just even just having the awareness not to, not to say some of these things. And also I can just see my mind doing like an environmental audit of all of the different places and messages that like young girls consume. I mean, we didn't even talk about social media, but like, mm-hmm. right. That, that's just, <laughs> that's too big. That's a, that's too big to overcome but yeah even you know filters and how when mommy posts a picture she doesn't even look like herself and you know all of that um and I think it is so important to be aware of because you know I know I think a lot about like if if you have the ability to like positively influence somebody else especially in regards to these things And especially if you're someone that like feels decently, like you're in a decent place with like food and movement in your body, how can you positively impact somebody else in regards to it? You know, like, can you be more mindful about the messages that you're sharing? And I think we think about it a lot in terms of like diet talk with maybe our friends or coworkers, but diet talk around babies, kids, Mm -hmm. like little, little girls and little boys and just being more mindful of that. Yep. For sure. Oh. I wonder if there's, if listeners have any others, we want to hear about them. Send them like other places where these messages are shared to little girls. um, And if you have a Girl Scout, I would love, like, part of me wants to go post up with a Girl Scout and just like do a social experiment and like tally how much. Oh my God. Um, But if any listeners have a Girl Scout and you could like take a mental note of how often they're hearing this, I would just love to know like a real world. Uh-huh. What's, happen- what's happening out there? I thought you were forget. I thought you were going to say like, send us your cookie link. <laughs> like, oh, 
that's the thing that's something positive i could say to them like is there a maximum number of boxes like yes can i order these online just to make it easier for myself thanks for tuning in to the give them the bird podcast if you're enjoying the podcast head on over to apple itunes or spotify and rate review and subscribe be sure to follow us on Instagram at Give Them the Bird Podcast to stay up to date with all things GTB. We'll see you back here next week for another episode, but in the meantime, go give them the bird.